Welcome to episode 205 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Now, this week we are doing a Season 8 wrap-up. So, this season was the last with the semi-regular appearances of David Duchovny. The lawsuit was resolved, but he was done with the series and wanted to pursue a career in movies. Gillian Anderson and Chris Carter had agreed to stay on for each other's sake and for the sake of the show. More than a driving passion to keep it going. So we get John Doggett as Scully's new partner. Over the course of the season, we get to know Doggett as well as his old friend Elizabeth Reyes. Now, Doggett is played by Robert Patrick and Reyes by Annabeth Gish. Reyes doesn't show up until partway through the season, and she's not assigned to the X-Files until the very end. But in the course of this season, we get a new perspective on super soldiers. These appear to be human replacement aliens. They will take on the appearance and memories of a person, but they have completely different motivation. And there may be some connection between them and Scully's pregnancy. Now, the season takes place over less than nine months. So there's jokes that this is the longest pregnancy in TV history, but if you actually track the few times that they put the dates on screen, the September season premiere took place the previous May, so they were contiguous. And then as that season progresses, it's always a little bit behind. So in the internal series timeline, Scully's pregnancy was the normal duration, It's just that it took longer than the duration of her pregnancy for us to see all the episodes and events from that period. Now, also during this season, the Lone Gunman got their own spinoff that started in March when the X-Files were on a break, initially airing twice a week. So it was in the X-Files time slot and its own future time slot to try and get people in the habit of watching it. So the Lone Gunmen are joined by a new member, Jimmy Bond, who helps them pay the bills. Not too bright academically, but very good at reading people and knowing what they're actually about and who to trust and not to trust. They also have a lot of interaction with Eva Del Harlow, mysterious woman who apparently is working more towards her own goals than anything else. But again, that comes into question by the end of the season, which ends on a cliffhanger with everyone in custody of the government and the Men in Black. So a quick episode-by-episode recap. We started off with Within, when Doggett's brought in initially to investigate Mulder's disappearance, and then Without, when Mulder comes back, as punishment for not coming to the conclusions Kirsch wanted him to come to, Doggett was permanently attached to the X-Files. Continues with Patience, when they're looking at a human bat and not really on the same page. Then Roadrunners, where there's a small town in Utah that worship a worm. We get Invocation, when a boy comes back after being abducted for 10 years, but hasn't aged a bit. Kind of like Flight of the Navigator, but without Pee Wee Herman as the comic relief. Then we get Red Rum, which is really about a friend of Doggett's who's living a week in reverse and has to solve his wife's murder in the process. We get Via Negativa, where Doggett and Skinner end up 
researching a cult of people who can kill in their dreams, trying to leave Scully out of it, because at this point Doggett still didn't know she was pregnant. Surekill has killers with x-ray vision. Salvage has a metal man coming back from the Gulf War. Now this idea of a man made out of metal and the liquid metal man had already been planned by the writer's room before they knew that Robert Patrick was going to be cast. Badla is about a genie who could live inside people, let's say. And then with the gift, they find out about a case that Mulder was on before his disappearance, trying to cure a disease he had. But he realized that the person who could cure him would be tortured in the process, so he ended it instead. In Medusa, Doggett goes to the Boston subways, and they're trying to stop a pathogen. In Permanum, the abduction is tied directly to Scully's pregnancies, and we start finding out about some of these inhuman offspring. With This Is Not Happening, Jeremiah Smith comes back to life and is bringing alien abductees back from the dead. This is also where we start to see more of Agent Reyes. Now, in the gap between This Is Not Happening and the next episode, The Lone Gunman premiered and aired a few episodes, but I'll do that recap as a separate list. In Dead Alive, Mulder is back, but declared dead. He does eventually start walking again. He's not as dead as he first appeared. And Krychek returns, manipulating Skinner, offering him a vaccine that could save Mulder, but in exchange, he's got to end Scully's pregnancy. Then in three words, Mulder is denied reassignment to the X-Files as they keep investigating what's going on with you know, people on the White House lawn and the man who was running the cult. With Empedocles, we get an evil that seems to be possessing people that may be connected to the death of Doggett's son. In Viennin, Doggett and Mulder have to work together on an oil rig where the alien virus is running rampant. In Alone, Doggett works with an, actually an accountant who's just been assigned to the X-Files to help find a reptilian creature. And then we wrap up with Essence and Existence, in which Scully finally gives birth while super soldiers are killing everyone who'd been connected with it. And Krychek returns for the last time. Meanwhile, in the 13 episodes of The Lone Gunman, we start with the pilot, in which they prevent a terrorist attack that was designed to crash a plane into the World Trade Center prior to the real-life events of September 11th. That actually was March 4th of the same year. In the second episode, they meet Jimmy Bond, who becomes their financier. In Eine Kleine Frohiki, they are trying to find the long-lost son of a female baker who poisoned members of the French Resistance. And like Water for Octane, they find out about a water-powered car that Frohiki had ridden in 1962 and start pursuing it again. Three Men in a Smoking Diaper was the lowest-rated episode, as far as IMDb users are concerned, where they find out a politician is the father of a child that he didn't even know about. He hasn't been completely faithful to his wife. In Madam I'm Adam, they meet a man who's had his memory wiped, but it turns out it was voluntarily. He was trying to live a better life. In Planet of the Frohikis, they meet 
an enslaved chimpanzee who's incredibly intelligent as a result of government testing and experiments. In Maximum Buyers, Jimmy and Buyers get themselves imprisoned so that they can try to prove the innocence of a death row inmate who turns out is not actually innocent, but someone else there is. In Diagnosis Jimmy, Jimmy realizes that there is a serial killer in the hospital where he is a patient. Tingdolos Pistoleros gives us a little bit more of Frohiki's background and implies somewhat of his history with Eve. In the Lion Game, Skinner comes in seemingly because he's killed someone, but turns out that was actually a deep cover agent and the death was faked. The next episode we covered, but the last to air, was the Captain Toby show, where someone is leaking government secrets to the Chinese government through a kid's show that Langley loved as a child. And then it ends in All About Eve, where Morris Fletcher, the man in black, manages to manipulate the lone gunman and ends with the lone gunman and Eve in custody in a government facility. So overall, this was actually, I think, a stronger season than season seven had been before it. David Duchovny's departure forced them to go onto new tracks. So they couldn't go back on the old territory that they had covered, which was good. It forced them to get fresh and different in ways that varied from those that had come before. So I personally think that, well, John Doggett especially, turned out to be an excellent addition to the series. We know something of Agent Reyes, and we will learn more about her in Season 9, but still not as much as we'd hoped. I'll talk about it more when we get there, but I felt like they didn't really understand who she was until it was too late in the season to do anything about it. In any event, that wraps up the Season 8 coverage. That's the television season from Fall 2000 until early summer 2001. And come back next week when we cover the two-part Season 9 premiere, Nothing Important Happened Today. Thank you for listening.